You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Today's episode is emotional rejection in marriage. Let's talk about it. The last one was sexual rejection. Let's talk about the emotional. Let's do it. What do you want to talk about? What does, I mean, where do we begin? I know. Where do we begin? Because this is a big one. Maybe, Maybe we just jump into the poll answers or the the comments you're getting on social media. Okay. And kind of and discuss each one of those because there's so many things we can talk about emotionally. This is, this is where like, it gets tr- tricky because sexual intimacy, you, when you reject sexually, it's like one thing, right? You're re- rejecting sexually. You're saying, I don't want to make love to you, right? Exactly. When it comes to emotional rejection, it's like a so hundred things. So many ways. So this is like way more complicated and it but, can hurt. Just, but I, I think some of the comments are awesome, and maybe we just discuss randomly some of the comments you're reading and, okay. and share those, because I, I think there's probably a bunch of good ones. For sure. So we decided to just throw out um, a survey, and we asked, emotional intimacy in your marriage, how strong is it? I just wanted to find out where people are with this, because I hear from some wives that their husband hardly talks to them. And then I hear from some wives that they talk all the time. So. And remember that typically emotional intimacy and physical intimacy correlate. For like, sure. Like those go hand in hand So for, for most couples. So keep that in mind where, when you're hearing these results. And then you're wondering why, well, maybe that's why we're not making love as often. Yeah, absolutely. And like we always say, emotional intimacy comes first. But I think after we get through this, it's pretty obvious why, Right. So we asked, emotional intimacy in your marriage, how strong is it? I gave four options for our audience to choose from. The first option was, I get zero emotional intimacy. The second option was, I only get it when my spouse wants sex. Third answer, I get it, but it could be so much stronger. And the last answer is, our relationship's connection is hot, which means good. I did a high five. So, can you guess I where have, our audience would be? I have no idea. No idea. No idea. No idea. 21% said, I get zero emotional intimacy in the marriage. Zero is a, is a low number. I don't know that you can go lower than zero. I don't think you can go lower than zero. So. Crazy. That, that makes me want to cry. That is that is zero. You get zero emotional into like no connection in your marriage. Gosh, if I got zero, I don't think I would be married anymore. You'd be out. You'd be out. <laughs> I don't believe in divorce. I also don't believe in crappy marriages. So I think there is a there is a line where I would be like, no, this isn't working. Twenty one percent said only get it when my spouse wants sex. 
That makes me want to cry too. So that's 42%? 42% either has zero or only gets it when their spouse wants Almost something. Almost half. That is so sad. We Yeah, okay. This is why we're doing our podcast. Uh, next answer, 40% of our audience that answered said, I get it, but it could be so much stronger. So much stronger. So much stronger. So eh, they're kind of like, eh, I get it, but... Still disappointed. Still disappointed. 18% of our audience said our relationship's connection is awesome. So 82% is not happy with what they're getting emotionally and 18% are is what I, yeah, that's what I'm reading crazy that's heartbreaking to me um yeah I'm I'm just gonna throw it out here I'm guessing that phone addictions might be a big part of that yeah absolutely <laughs> sadly um okay so then I asked our okay we're just gonna do these one by one so we said, give us one example of what emotional intimacy is to you. And this is where we're going to stick for a minute and just start talking about emotional intimacy. Let's do it. I think the 40% that answered, it's, it's in our marriage, but it could be a lot stronger. They're probably being pretty honest. And that doesn't mean that it sucks. That could mean that it can always be stronger, right? Like... There's some times where ours could be stronger, but I would probably vote that it's pretty awesome. Yeah. But I think everyone would probably vote. Be like, it could always be stronger because that, that's just, but that's marriage, your right? your question said a lot, didn't it? Did it? Oh, Your maybe question I... said a lot. It could be so much stronger. Or so much, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so much stronger. So to me, so, yeah, that right. indicates that they're probably still, still really disappointed. disappointed and wanting more. Which is okay. There's nothing wrong. Like that's yeah. how we all improve, right? Is we're like, oh, we're weak in this area. What can we do to make our marriage stronger? That's why we do these podcasts. That's why we created the app. That's what we've seen in our marriage as well. We were we were at a point that really sucked. Like we were awful at so many things. Oh yeah, like year what? Well, like year twelve. We were a disaster. I was like, dude, he doesn't listen to anything I say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, we're like. We, Looking back, we're lucky that our marriage made it. But we're in a, a really, really good place now. But and we got to a breaking point like a lot of couples do. Like it was literally, this isn't working. We either change it. This sucks. This is it, not, right? yeah, this is not how we want to live. And we, we never got married to want to end it. So we decided, of course, we're going to change it. And that's when we had to like really, really put in some serious effort. And I would say most of it was just lack of not knowing what to do. Like not. Or just being selfish. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we asked our audience what emotional intimacy, what is one thing that that looks like to them? So we're going to get into these. Uh, the first answer we got was when I can share what is in my heart and on my mind without any judgment. I love that. I love that too. I know. How often do we like want to talk to our spouse about something, but we're afraid to do it. We're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of, you know, what are they going to think or how are they going to react to it? I hope you've never felt like that. Well, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but so. But we all have, right? Yeah. So, I mean, to, to have that trust and have no fear in knowing how they're going to respond. Not having to worry about that, I guess. Well, this kind of goes, when I hear that comment, I think of that goes both ways. Because to be able to share what's on your heart and mind without judgment, 
you first off, that person has to, to be willing to share, right? Which is a really big step. And the other person, like, what are you doing to make them even feel like they would be judged? Like, how does that even happen in marriage? What kind of things are happening in your marriage to make you think that your spouse is going to judge you for something, especially like an honest opinion or thought? Yeah. Yeah. So emotional connection really comes with making sure that you're treating your spouse like they will never be judged. Like the hard things they're struggling with or the things that they're fearful of or scared of. You're not going to look down on them. You're going to love them for who they are. You married them for who they are, right? Yeah. Absolutely. How do you think couples can do like a better that. job at that? I I don't just overall like how they treat each other, right? Um, how they react to each other. I mean, I think that probably takes practice and yeah, it takes practice and trust and conversations and just like I guess getting to that point through all the all the ways to practice, you know, all the vulnerable ways, yeah, all the moments. Um, the next one is really important. And she said, we know each other's love languages and we try hard to make sure and fill those needs. I think that's probably the most... One of the top. One of the top ones. And that's an area where I'm not always the best at. I mean, I constantly have to remind myself, okay, Amy likes Amy likes this. I need to show her this way. Amy likes this. I need to show her this way. Mine, mine just because mine is this, that's... Doesn't mean that hers is that. Okay, so let me give you an example. Let's jump into love languages. And I think some couples look at love, look at love languages and they're like, okay, we're opposite. How is this going to work? So in our marriage, we can say it does work. We are opposite. He is 100% physical touch. I am not a touchy person. So it is hard for me. I'm not super. I'm just going to admit it. I'm not super good at, at doing that. But I have to put a lot of intention into it. And be okay with always holding hands and him touching me. And, and sometimes he even admits, like, let me massage you. It's for me. <laughs> you That's know, right. like, let me touch you. It's being my, intimate. I need, I need to get my physical touch. I need this. Please, please. But give it'll me benefit this to you because it, it'll feel good. <laughs> massage. And I'm probably more like, I would say my love and good is more acts of service now. Like when he'll do something that I don't want to do, like that means a lot to me because I got a lot on my plate. So. It used to be gifts, so that's why it's well, important to talk about it. It's important to talk about. It. We're at the stage of life now. If I really need something, I buy it. So we're in our, you know what I mean? Like that midlife, like everyone's saying on social media, like I don't know what to ask for at Christmas. If I want something, I get it, right? Like I think that's why I'm past that. So it's important to like take the love quiz and talk about this monthly or every six months because those stages do change us. For sure. And when you're raising kids or teenagers or your kids move out, your love language is absolutely going to be changing. So, and like you always say, you can't speak a language that your spouse doesn't understand. So when he's all over me and touchy, touchy, feely, and I'm like, that's not really like, that's loving. That's, it's fine. I can tell that he loves me. But it me. does nothing for her. But that doesn't put me in the mood. Like when he's like, Hey, I'll go do this for you. That's like, Oh my gosh, thank you. Like that means a lot to me. And that's, more my romantic love language. So yep. So speaking each other's love language is so important. So important. Should be at the top. The next um, comment we got was being transparent. I, yeah, just nothing to hide. Everything's totally out in the open. There's no secrets. I wanted to say no secrets. Being transparent means no secrets. And it doesn't mean you have to tell everything like... No. I don't tell Amy everything because there's, I mean, 
I don't even I don't want to know everything. Well, and there's <laughs> other there's things that aren't even like it's not going to benefit her life. Like she doesn't need to know that I stopped at the gas station to get gas or she I mean, <laughs> like there's just like there's there's things that are not going to change anything in the relationship and they would just be time wasters. So no, we're mean... talking like important things, yeah. like like marital kind of things, like being transparent with finances, um, what you're up to when you're gone for a couple hours. I I mean, you're I, yeah. There's nothing to hide, right? Like it's pretty simply said. Yep. Right, being transparent, but being transparent, and then and creating boundaries together, and being transparent about boundaries, and then following boundaries. That stuff all creates trust, and I think emotional intimacy strong emotional intimacy really comes from trust. I agree. Just knowing that you're you're safe in your marriage, you're safe in your relationship, and your spouse is trustworthy. Like, that builds so much emotional connection. Agreed. Love it. Love it. Uh, the next answer we got was taking time alone to just talk and touch. No physical expectations, mornings or evenings, just even if it's 20 minutes. Now, we already just did a podcast episode on sexual intimacy, so this is separate. What she's saying is it's not about sex. This is about just emotional connection, touching and talking non-sexually. That's very important. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this often, how couples are only talking for a few minutes each day. That's How are you going to connect when you're only talking for a couple minutes each day? So make the time to talk to each other, even if it's 20 minutes. Just have that connection. 20 minutes. And I don't know why on earth somebody wouldn't have 20 minutes to connect with their spouse. Like, we got four kids. Yeah. We're busy. We have businesses. Get off your phones. Just, I'm pretty sure your screen time is more than 20 minutes. No one, no <laughs> one is on their devices during the day more than us because of work. But we still make time Absolutely. for what's important. Absolutely. Um, another response we got was... Uh, my spouse sending me lovely texts. Um, I'm going to add to that one because there was another comment like that. It said, a nice loving letter or meaningful text expressing their feelings to me, not just saying I love you or I love you back. I think sometimes, and I'm going to say I suck at this one. Nick's better at this one. I'm awesome. Nick's actually so good at this one. He'll send me romantic texts. It's usually on day four. There's usually alternative motive. That's okay. It's all good. That's okay. But he's really good at um, texting me something sweet or sending me a chat on the Ultimate Intimacy app, probably weekly. And he's even amazing sometimes, I would say a couple times a year, writing a nice love letter. I try. I yeah, try. it's really awesome. And I, I pretty much suck at that. So I think, you know, some spouses would really appreciate that. Some don't. Um, find out if your spouse does. And instead of just saying, love you, love you, bye, love you, good night, which is Kind of more my personality. Be more like Nick. No, that's okay. That's I mean, we're all different, right? I know we are, but like, we can all improve a little bit. Like my personality would probably drive other wives crazy. Like <laughs> we're all. I mean, you don't drive me crazy most of the time. Um, taking time alone. Oh, I already did that one. Okay, next one. Oh, another one. Talking together. Talking together. Okay. I know there's not a lot to say about talking together, but I hear from so many wives that say, my husband doesn't really want to have any deep conversations with me. You have nothing to say. I agree, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think that's important? 
Oh, it's totally important. I mean, some of we've talked about this. We take showers, and some of our best conversations have happened in the shower. Like, why? Where we're just like, oh, we we should have been recording that. That was like an amazing conversation. But what about the husbands that don't want to talk to their wives? What do you think is going on there? Are you talked out at work? I, are you are you talking to your friends? And you get home and you don't want to talk anymore. Like, what I don't know. You... I can't speak to that because I. I'm probably the more talkative one in our relationship. Absolutely. So I like to talk. So I, I, I can't speak to it. Maybe, yeah, I think for a lot of couples, maybe if, if your job at work and you're just talking all day long, maybe you just want to come home and you're like, I'm exhausted from talking to people. Just like if a, just like if a, a wife is taking care of the kids and they're constantly being touched all day by the kids and holding them. Oftentimes, we've heard the last thing they want is physical touch, right? So I think a lot could depend on what, what's happening in life and during the day. But. But <laughs> that shouldn't be an excuse. It can be an excuse, but you got to fix that excuse. And you got to realize, okay, my wife might have been home all day or maybe her job's completely opposite and she needs someone to express how her day was or how the kids were or what's on her mind super important and this is where that whole sexual intimacy emotional intimacy comes in if you want your spouse to make love to you and connect intimate with you your spouse has to already feel connected to you and that emotionally that takes talking that takes verbal communication that talk that takes expressing your feelings and expressing how your day was and listening i think too going back to a podcast we we did is Someone made the comment of men are more of like the title, right? And yeah. women are more the of like headline the title. Yeah. yeah and the, women are more like the paragraph. They get into the details. And I think sometimes we as men are just like, not in a bad way, but we're just like, yeah, we're, we're really to the point, right? You're and, simple. And that doesn't require as much communication. And sometimes, you know, women want to get into the details, which is totally okay. It's just a yeah. different, we're just built differently. And it's again, just like anything else, finding that balance. And it could go vice versa. Like you said, Nick's probably more of the talker in our marriage. Usually after intimate times, I roll over and want to go to bed. And he's like, let's talk. That's true that. <laughs> Sometimes, right? So it it can be different in everyone's marriage. But what's important is emotional connection is really, really important if you want to be really intimately close. If you want that intimate, if you want sexual intimacy to be like connecting and intimate, you've got to have those deep conversations. you got to be on the same level there. For sure. Um, the next one is such a good point, and I love this one. Uh, this guy said, talking about how to improve our relationship as well as the things that are going well. And what pops into my mind for this comment is having, I call it like a, a weekly marriage checkup or a monthly marriage checkup. It doesn't. It's not really a checkup, but it's kind of like a tune-in, like where are we? How's our sexual intimacy? How's our emotional intimacy? What can we approve on and what's going really well? And we talk about this all the time. And it's so important because I remember asking Amy, one day we were talking, I'm like, hey, on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel like our marriage is? And I'm thinking she's going to say a nine or 10. And she says, ah, you know, six or seven. And I'm like, six or seven? What? What? What's going on? (laughs) And so that prompted a good conversation. And I understood, you know, maybe why she was feeling that way. And I don't don't remember exactly what it was, but I I was like, oh, I need... I we need to do better at this. I can tell I you had what it no was. Idea. I can tell you what it was. Do I want to know yeah, in front you of do. all air the laundry in front of all these people? 
I said our marriage is really good, but I feel like we're in a stage of life where it's just kind of uh, mediocre, boring. Like, I feel like we didn't have a, like, it was kind of like a take care of the kids, work all day, fix dinner, go to bed, turn on some TV, do it all again, day after day. It's just kind of the routine life, the stage of life that we're in, right? And it's not that that's bad. I did express to him, I said, I'd like to have a little more exciting date nights or plan a trip or... Just so, maybe take up a new activity or a hobby or just add some f- more fun into our life. So what did I do recently? You I, booked us a trip. I booked a trip. <laughs> you admit it. You agreed to that. And the trip was your answer. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. So anyways, the point of that was it sparked a conversation. We kind of figured out, okay, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? He was feeling great. I was kind of like, well, I need a little more of this. And instead of being offended by anything, it, it had we had a really good conversation about, well, how could we make our life a little more exciting or our marriage or our date nights a little more exciting? And it doesn't take anything major. It yeah. just took a conversation, right? Exactly. It just took a conversation. Exactly. So talking about where your intimate life is and all areas of intimacy, where it's at and how you can, and even if it's doing well, just saying, hey, you know, I really loved that you wrote me that letter this week. It made me feel really really thankful or I was really appreciative. Like it just made me feel good. Or I really love that you initiated sex this week. It made, it put me on top of the world. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like overcoming things with sexual intimacy can be a lot more difficult, even though it's just one specific thing. But I feel like overcoming things with emotional intimacy is a lot easier, even though you're, dealing with so many different emotions and so many things such as love languages and date nights and things like that. Like I really, you know, you'd think it would be the other way, but I really, I really believe that's the way it is. Feel fulfilling the emotional intimacy needs to me is a lot easier than figuring out the sexual intimacy. Yeah. Sometimes it just depends on the marriage probably, but obviously, yeah. I mean, really it comes down to just, Everything comes down to just good communication. If you if you can figure out one thing in your marriage and have one thing in your marriage that will really transform everything, it, it is communication. For sure. Which can be very tricky with different Which, personality types. Correct. <laughs> easy for us, not so easy for the type A people that have a lot of pride. But if both spouses want to do it and it's done the right way, it should be pretty easy. It should be. It, it should be. It should be. Um, the next comment we got was being aware of when either of us needs extra support, extra support, encouraging words, or compliments. And this comes down to knowing your spouse and, and feeling your spouse. Like really being able to tell when they're sad, being able to tell when they're upset about something, being able to tell when they're when they need a hug, when they need some love, when they need encouraging words. And this pretty much sums up emotional connection because when you can look at your spouse and feel that they need something from you, you're probably pretty connected to them and then giving them that little boost of whatever it is they need, right? Yeah, for sure. Like I thought that was a really great comment because being aware is really key and being aware takes putting your phone down, not being distracted all the time, just being aware. Like what a great word. Yeah, love it. Uh, the next one to build emotional connection in marriage is open and honesty. And I don't even know, I don't think there's much to say to that because being honest in a marriage is 100%. Yeah. 
<laughs> Would you even add anything yeah, to yeah, that? You just have, you have to be honest. Yeah. If there's anything that's even a white little tiny lie in your marriage, like it's not okay. Like just be honest with your spouse. Um, getting to know each other on dates and keep dating each other. Let's talk about that for a sec. Yeah, I mean, I think we've written an article. We've talked about it before, how date night changed our marriage. And I think every everything kind of happens in date night. You're communicating, so the communication is going to be better. You're spending that time together. You're, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like so many things, if you just did one thing every week, which was date night, I, you'd see your marriage, every aspect of your marriage change for the better. Because you're giving your marriage like solid hours of quality time, no distractions. Well, yep. that's what you're supposed to be giving. Quality right? time, emotional connection. Just fun, friendship. Fun, friendship. Yeah, you're, you're I get yeah. probably talking about your marriage, your kids, your connecting. Life, your goals, just conversations. I mean, and, and most date nights should if if it works should end with sex i mean that's a what a what a great way i mean it doesn't have to but i have to yeah but if you're connected a lot of people, for hours why not yeah and a lot of people say that they try to make sex part of their date nights because they're already just connecting and and ha- and together and, and if there's not a better night of the week like yeah I exactly mean, right? um i liked this comment a lot uh she said feeling loved feeling cherished feeling adored feeling respected Feeling wanted and feeling needed. If that doesn't just sum everything up too. Like men want those things too. Every time we do a survey about what sexual intimacy intimacy means to a husband, that is their answer. Desired and needed. Loved, respected, needed, cherished, loved, and wanted. Like literally that is the answer. So this that response came from a wife. So when it comes to emotional intimacy, that is how they... That is how they feel connected by feeling those things. And vice versa, for the men that have the high drive, that is how they what they get through sexual intimacy. Yeah. So if you didn't get to listen to our last episode on re- sexual intimacy rejection, we talk about this going hand in hand with the emotional connection, right? Like Absolutely. We want does. we want the same things in our marriages. We really do. We just feel them in different ways. Uh, The next one is taking the time to listen to your spouse, share anything they would like with you. And that came from a husband. And yes, we've already talked about communicating and talking, but we didn't reiterate on how important listening is. Like you can't be sitting on your phone while your spouse is talking to you. That does not count. (laughs) And sometimes your spouse just needs to dump their problems on you. Sometimes. And that, you got to be there. That's what best friends do, right? I mean, if you want an intimate marriage, you should be each other's best friends. And yeah. best friends best friends talk about everything. Yep, the good and the bad. Good and the bad. Um, being curious and interested about what I'm sharing and sharing back as well. I get a lot of wives that say, my husband will listen to me and listen to me and listen to me. But he just doesn't have much to say. Like, I think wives want, and some men want that conversation they want you to be part of that conversation like that's where they're going to get the emotional connection out of it it's not you just them rambling and you listening but them but at least acting like i think the words engaged engaged right to really engage in that conversation um 
Someone said intimate desire for your spouse. That goes hand in hand with the sexual intimacy that we always talk about. Go back to the last podcast episode. Any type of selfless service. I'm just going to read a few more and then end. Impromptu hugs whenever we need. No questions asked. I just need a hug. I, I hope that all spouses feel like they can just give their spouse a hug and, and know when their spouse needs a hug. Um, listening, validating each other's perspectives on situations, chats on the couch, on the bed, chiming in, non-sexual physical touch more often, just opening your heart. I could just safe and secure to feel safe and secured in the marriage. I could go on and on and on, but I think we covered the basics. Yeah. I mean, right. To feel loved, to feel desired, to feel feel wanted, to sum it up, have good, good open communication, be engaged in that communication, have date nights, connect in in that way as well. Be open and honest. Remember we titled this rejection when it comes to emotional intimacy. So since we didn't really talk about rejection, If you're not doing these things, okay, it's no different than the podcast we just did where the spouse is like, I don't want to have sex. I don't want to have sex. I don't want to have sex. This goes the other way around with emotional. If your spouse feels loved through emotional connection, which is typically women, right? Yeah. Typically women need this before sexual intimacy and you're not giving them the connection, you're not listening to them much, you're not really engaging in conversation, those things we talked about, they're going to feel rejected the way you You're not showing them you love them through their love language, which I think I think is a big thing. It is a big thing. I think men in general could do a lot better job showing their spouse they love them through their love language because for most men, their love language is sexual intimacy. And so as long as they're getting sexual intimacy met or kind of met, that's... That's their love language, right? But right. I think we often forget how important it is to sh- to show our, our wives how much we love them through the love language that they speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if either of you are feeling rejected in any way in your marriage, if the sexual intimacy isn't strong, if the emotional intimacy isn't strong, figure out those barriers. Talk to each other. And don't point fingers. Just have a loving vulnerable conversation where you both listen and really try and care to figure out that barrier and knock it down, right? For sure. And if you want to connect more emotionally and sexually, uh, check out the Ultimate Intimacy Retreat, March 21st to 24th in beautiful St. George, Utah. It's limited to smaller groups. We're not going to have a whole lot of people there. Um, We're going to do some amazing and fun things. The food is going to be some of the best food you've had. And you'll probably never learn more or better things about emotional connection and actually getting more emotionally connected to your spouse than this time. Yeah, so check it out at uh, ultimateintimacy.com slash retreats. Let us know if you have any questions, and we hope to see you there.